this is uh, Jim Fetzer, your host on Authentic News, right here at RBN Live this 23rd day of February 2024, simulcasting on Speak Free Radio. We begin with top U.S. diplomat declaring hundreds and hundreds of new sanctions are going to be imposed upon Russia. We know how well that worked in the past. A senior U.S. diplomat Thursday said the U.S. will impose hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sanctions against Russia in a new package marking the second anniversary of its full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Actually, it was a special military operation forced upon it by Kiev invading or about to invade the Donbass and do to them what Israel is doing to Gaza. Under Secretary of State Victoria Nuland, who is just a scoundrel who was behind the coup in Ukraine in 2014, said some of the sanctions will target those responsible for the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, but most will hit Russia's war machine and close gaps in existing sanctions. Well, we don't even know who killed Navalny, and it appears far more likely that Navalny was killed by the West, by the CIA or MI6, and that Russia had anything to do with it. This was an attempt, in my opinion, to smear Putin after the masterful performance during his interview with Carl with Tucker Carlson, which made a tremendous impact worldwide by a man who was eminently rational, totally in control of his faculties, a master with intricate knowledge of the history of Eastern Europe, who explained how Ukraine had been created as an artificial entity, with parts taken from Hungary, from Romania, and from Poland. We're reading between the lines. If indeed Putin is forced to take all of Ukraine, as I believe will turn out to be the case, he may return those portions to Poland, Romania, and Hungary, and retain the rest for Russia, including, of course, the Donbass and uh, Crimea, and there will be no more Ukraine. Meanwhile, Mike Adams has observed, The G7 plan to steal Russia's frozen assets will utterly destroy the U.S. dollar. I think he's got it right. Listen to this. The G7 nations are plotting a new lawfare tactic to steal Russia's $300 billion in frozen assets, essentially declaring that the dollar and all Western banks will pillage and steal whenever they want. If this takes place... The rest of the world will panic and sell U.S. dollar holdings and evacuate Western banks as quickly as possible, leading to a cascading collapse of the dollar in Western economies. Yet the sheer stupidity and arrogance of the West is now pushing G7 nation toward exactly that maneuver. I, Mike Adams, called a suicide squad move because if activated, it will lead to the currency and economic suicide of Western nations. He's got it right. Meanwhile, U.S. officials are viewing Ukraine as a bountiful military research opportunity for studying how Russia conducts warfare, the weapons they use, the tactics, and so forth. This is bizarre. This is trying to turn a lemon into lemonade. American officials speaking with the Washington Post described the ongoing war in Ukraine as providing Washington 
with ample information about Russian warfighting strategies. The report comes as Kiev struggles to field enough forces to prevent Moscow from capturing more territory. Too late. The war remains an active and beautiful, beautiful research opportunity <coughs> for American military planners as they look to the future, meaning a future war with Russia. What else could it be a beautiful opportunity for? A senior defense official explained. We immerse them in this conflict to make sure they were understanding the implications for warfare. A second official told the outlet that Ukraine war will be an enduring resource. Get that, an enduring resource. There you have it in a nutshell, trying to make a colossal calamity into some beautiful opportunity. Meanwhile, the Israeli assaults on Gaza's heritage exceed the ravages of the Mongols, according to the Palestinian minister. We also have here an update on the current latest developments. Israeli occupation forces continue to hinder and prevent aid from traveling to areas in northern Gaza, according to the U.N. On 20 Feb, the U.N. World Food Program announced it had halted food distribution in northern Gaza until safety conditions would improve after its trucks were targeted by Israeli tanks in the area. The entire population in the Gaza Strip faces an imminent risk of famine, according to the United Nations. Some 2.2 million Palestinians in Gaza are in urgent need of food assistance each day and people risk dying of hunger. This is expected to get worse as funding for the U.N. refugee agency dealing with Palestinian depletes. At least 29,410 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza. About 70% of those killed are said to be women and children. 69,465 Palestinians have been injured. Many people are missing, presumably buried under the rubble, waiting for rescue or recovery. Oxfam has said that on the average, 100 children are being killed every day in Gaza. Since the start of the ground up at the end of October, 235 Israeli soldiers have been killed, 1,396 injured, according to the Israeli military. Israeli officials have warned that a ground offensive into Gaza's last remaining city, Rafah, where more than half of the displaced Palestinians have been taking shelter, could be launched during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan in early month, March. As a result, Palestinians have been moving west, fearing an invasion from the east. Meanwhile, get this, how typical, a member of the Knesset states, I am proud of the ruins in Gaza. Israeli politician May Golan once again disregards Palestinian life by rejoicing in the ruins of Gaza. This is Israeli's minister for the advancement of women. May Golan has again displayed disregard for Palestinian life by expressing pride in the ruins of the besieged Gaza Strip, arguing every Palestinian baby in the future will tell their grandchildren what the Jews did. 
I am personally proud of the ruins of Gaza, Golan said, in a speech in the Israeli parliament, the Knesset Wednesday, and that every baby, even 80 years from now, will tell their grandchildren what the Jews did. This is just disgusting beyond belief. Addressing the far-left politician, Ozer Kassav, she added, you can keep dreaming that we will end the war without victory. She obviously is committed to exterminating every Palestinian from the Palestinian lands. Meanwhile, the Yemeni Houthi have hit another British-owned cargo ship. They wouldn't be hitting any British ships at all, but for Britain and the U.S. attacking Yemen, which was a violation of international law, Yemen has declared war on Israel. Yemen has explained that the only ships they were targeting were those with cargo bound for Israel. Others were going to allow to be passed unimpeded. But because the U.S. and the U.K. have attacked Yemen, they are now legitimate targets. Thus, antiwar.com reports the Houthis struck another British-owned cargo ship on Thursday as the U.S. bombing campaign in Yemen is failing to deter Houthi attacks and has only escalated the situation in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. U.S. Central Command said two Houthi ballistic missiles fired into Gulf of Aden impacted the MV Icelander, a blue flag UK-owned cargo carrier, causing one minor injury and damage. CENTCOM said the ship was able to continue its voyage despite the damage. More going on there. Israel lies about a land bridge into the Gulf to show that the mini blockade is working. Mondo Ice reports. Since the beginning of its genocidal war on Gaza, Israel's supply lines have been jeopardized. After Israel closed all of its borders to imports headed to Gaza and struck the Rafah crossing to put it out of order, Hamas attacked the ports of Ashkelon and Ashdod, which were used to import oil and supplies used in the war machine, after which Israel had to halt port operations and shift ships to Elat as the genocide has continued unabated. Yemen took part in the war by blockading Elat's port, which forced Israel to relocate its supply lines in the port of Haifa on the Mediterranean last month. Iraq announced an additional blockade on Israel in the Mediterranean, expected to be enforced in February if the ongoing rounds of negotiation between Israel and Hamas tend the word fail, as they have or are failing. Activists in Jordan are also calling for a land blockade on the border with Israel. These blockades against Israel are causing consumer prices and business costs to go up in the country, deteriorating the trust in the Israeli economy and its financial markets. Among this chaos, a not-so-successful Israeli company, TruckNet, has alleged it's established a land bridge connecting the Gulf to Israel through Jordan offering Israel the lifeline it desperately needs to navigate the negative impacts of the maritime blockades today and in the future. His claim was quickly picked up by the axis of resistant media groups, followed by widespread criticism on social media across the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia, accusing the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia complicity in the war in Gaza, 
and demand the curtailment of the land bridge. Yet a cursory investigation of the company supposedly responsible for facilitating this land bridge calls into question whether it actually exists in the first place. Despite Israeli claims, there is very little evidence to show there is an effective land bridge between Israel, Jordan, and the Gulf. Still, reason for the persistence of these claims have to do with Israel's desire to promote its post-war normalization with the region in the long run, while calming investors and consumers in the short and were stalling an Israeli economic crash. Israel is using this claim to undermine the Palestinian position in the ongoing negotiations over a conclusion to the genocidal war, which ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Mark my words, Netanyahu is all in for the complete slaughter or transportation of every Palestinian out of the lands of Palestine. Meanwhile, Antiwar.com observes, all talk about a two-state solution should be viewed as a distraction. A problem is Zionism, not the absence of a Palestinian state, but Zionism itself. What is the use of a Palestinian state of Zionism as a racist, exclusive, exclusivist ideology continues to define Israel and impose that definition on the Palestinians? This ideology calls for racial purity of Jews in Palestine, of course, at the expense of the native inhabitants of the land. To achieve this, millions of Palestinians had to be forced into exile. Hundreds of thousands needed to be killed, wounded, or incarcerated. Neither two states, nor even one, is possible if Zionism is not entirely defeated, not revamped, not fixed, but eradicated. Palestinians are being killed in unprecedentedly large numbers in Gaza. Western politicians are waking up to the necessity of a Palestinian state. Why now? After all, it was these very politicians and their governments that either defended or remained silent as Israel thwarted every possibility of peaceful coexistence. This is not a moral awakening, but a distraction to appear, at least before their own people, to be proactive while Israel is systematically destroying the Palestinian people. Have no doubt about it. Bibi Netanyahu has boasted how he has been responsible for thwarting the very idea of a Palestinian state for decades. And he will continue as long as his heart continues to beat. Meanwhile, the axis of pressure, the axis of resistance keeps pressure on the United States. South Front reporting Iran and its allies in the so-called axis of resistance continue to pressure the United States over its unwavering support for Israel's destructive war on the Gaza Strip, which has so far claimed the lives of more than 29,000 Palestinians. Yemen remains one of the hottest spots in the global confrontation with the Houthis, targeting Israeli-afflicted, affiliated ships and others owned by the U.S. and the United Kingdom. Indeed, they are keeping the pressure up, which I applaud. Meanwhile, get this. The Biden administration has crafted a new $14 billion aid package for Israel to
to prepare for a multi-front war, not just Gaza. A $14 billion in additional military aid for Israel that Biden is sending now was designed not just for operations in Gaza, but to prepare Israel for a multi-front war the Times of Israel has reported. A senior Biden official told the Jewish Telegraphic Agency the $14 billion is for Israel to defend itself in a multi-front war and to be sure it can detour a multi-front war. Israel has been escalating airstrikes in Lebanon against Hezbollah, though many strikes have killed civilians. The fire across the border is a full-blown war, and there are no signs tension will ease anytime soon. Israeli officials have been threatening to invade if Hezbollah doesn't move back from the Israeli-Lebanon border. And bear in mind, Hezbollah is 10 times or more stronger than Hamas. I have been concerned that Hezbollah has not already initiated an invasion on the northern border. U.S. officials have acknowledged the Washington Post that Prime Minister Netanyahu might view war in Lebanon as key to his political survival. As bullying has shown, Israelis want him to step down from the current conflict. Indeed. Meanwhile, much as an aside, Australia is going to double its naval fleet in a buildup aimed at China. Nothing like telegraphing what you're doing. I'm sure China is shaking in its boots. Monday, Australia announced a plan to increase military spending by $7 billion and more than double its fleet of warships over the next 10 years as part of a buildup aimed at China, Australia's largest trading partner. Well, we shall see. Right back after this break. Tehebo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. 
To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Well, we have more stories to report, needless to say. The uh, guy who was going to lead the trucker strike has bowed out. He claims he wasn't intimidated, but if you read to, read between the lines, it's obvious that he was. I believe his family was threatened. This was a good guy. Chicago Ray, the trucker who ignited the righteous anger of his fellow truckers and of millions of other Americans, has stepped down from his boycott leadership. Does that mean the end of the boycott of New York City? Ray was angry 
about the outstanding $350 million fine, the New York judge, Ingerin, leveled against former President Trump in the fraud case. Well, what Chicago Ray, the truckers, and so many Americans were really angry about is our corrupt judicial system and the uh, evil overlords who create it and implement it. I couldn't agree more. Been there, done that. We the people know what happened to Chicago Ray. Despite his denials, the enforcers of the deep state made a phone call or left a message under the windscreen wipers of his truck like, boycott boy, you're going to have a bad accident before your haul is over. Or they made a call to his cell phone like, if you don't end this boycott bullshit, your family and home will be gone when you get back home. You can almost hear those threats when Chicago Ray posted. I took that video down from Friday because it went viral, and my grandson seen it on TikTok. Newsweek reported Ray took down his original post and a new one he put up Monday, in which he distanced himself from the boycott, stressed he was not encouraging anyone to do anything. The post was also later deleted. But a screen grab was shared with Newsweek by the progressive Midas Touch in which he said, just to be clear, I'm no figurehead of any movement. Newsweek also reported, I'm not leading nor have I encouraged nor am I encouraging anyone to do anything other than what they were doing prior to the ruling on Friday in New York City. Does that sound like the way trucker Chicago Ray talks? Or does it sound like someone dictating a statement and get this? He also posted, no one's got to me. I heard what drivers were saying, and I'm hearing some of that today. I ain't scared of S-H-I-T. I grew up in Chicago. I stand with Trump 100%. Truckers for Trump, drivers can make their own decision based on their families and their careers. And he took that post down, too. The reference to families and careers is very informative. So, what's going on? Well, the judge in the case has denied a delay to pause. The vast amount of money he's got to come up with for 30 days. And that's because they're trying to hammer him hard. As reported by CBS News, Judge Arthur Engeron made a decision in an email directed to the ex-president legal team in New York Attorney General's office, announced CBS that Engrung announced his intention to sign a judgment proposed by the state to finalize a high price ruling. You have failed to explain, much less justify any basis for a stay. He said, I'm confident the appellate division will protect your appellate rights. This is all completely contrived, completely awful. Here's a gateway pundit. Reporting, they want Trump to forfeit one of his buildings before the appeals process. Eric Broling and Christina Bob on Letitia James' latest move to deny Trump his right to an appeal. I think they've got it exactly right. Listen to this conversation between them. Eric, they're going way over the line. They're going to, they're going past what American people can expect. Fair play, bottom line. This is nothing like that. Christina, Bob, you're exactly right. More when we return from this break. They 
lives in a dream Waits at the window Wearing the face that she keeps In a jar by the door Who is it for All the lonely people You are tuned in To the Republic Broadcasting Network Visit our website By going to republicbroadcasting.org Have you been looking for a trusted, long-term, storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. It's all right. 
if you want to hear what the judicial system is like under the Democrats, this is a perfect example, absolutely sterling. Christina Bob saying how this isn't fair play. This is nothing like that. Not what the American people expect. And Christina Bob says, you're exactly right. And the idea that they're basically cutting off the appeals process and the fact that they're trying to jam this judgment down his throat without his ability to use all of his constitutional rights of the judicial process, which includes the appellate process, to me, indicates that they know they're wrong. They know they're in the wrong, and that's why they don't want to allow the Court of Appeals to weigh in before they harm him more. So they're trying to cut off that process and just create more headlines and create more drama and create more turmoil for the president, knowing that they're likely to get overturned. It's shocking. I mean, I don't know how many times we can use the word unprecedented, shocking, crazy, before it sounds trite. But every next step they take is shockingly worse than the last. Eric, it feels like what she's trying to do is get Trump to forfeit one of his buildings in advance of the appellate process so she can get that, like, she can get that skin, that scalp. That's what she's looking for. Christina Bob. that's exactly what she's trying to do. And that's exactly why the law allows for the appellate process. And that's why Judge Engron was overturned earlier in this case when he tried to strip Donald Trump of his business licenses. That was overturned on appeal. Because they're saying, hang on, that's irreversible damage. So allow the judicial process, the justice system to play out before you inflict an injury that is irreversible. And that's what you're exactly right. They're trying to do inflict injury on Donald Trump that can't be reversed. They're cutting off the appellate process and saying, we don't care what the Court of Appeals says. We are going to get our pound of flesh from Donald Trump come hell or high water. Whether it's just or not, they don't care. I'm telling you, that's where we're at in the USA today. Pathetic. Meanwhile, a federal judge has affirmed that Mike Lindell must pay a $5 million fine in an election-related case. St. Paul, Minnesota. A federal judge Wednesday affirmed a $5 million arbitration award against my pillow chief executive Mike Lindell in favor of a software engineer who challenged data that Lindell said proves China interfered in the 2020 U.S. presidential election and tipped the outcome to Joe Biden. Frankly, they didn't need China. China had nothing to do with it so far as I can tell. And you'll notice I've reported how just a latest study of the email showed that one in five of those surveyed who'd actually participated in the vote, one in five admitted to some form of voting fraud. And if you apply that, all six of the swing states would have gone to Trump instead of Biden. Meanwhile, get this. There's a lot of discussion about who Trump might have as his running mate. Former Democrat Representative Tulsi Gabbard, who's mentioned as a possible Trump VP pick, will headline a fundraiser at Mar-a-Lago next month. Now, if Tulsi winds up being his choice, well, I may have been the first to suggest a Trump-Tulsi ticket. I like it a lot. 
Trump was interviewed by Laura Ingram talking about VP choices. And when Tulsi's name came up, it got wild applause from the audience. Not the only one, but it was notable that she did. Meanwhile, Trump's also being applauded for taking a stand. No more blank checks for NATO allies who don't pay up. In a recent gathering with voters in South Carolina, Trump made a bold statement, stirring applause and cheers from the crowd. The former president declared that if he were to return to the White House, he would defend NATO allies who fall short of paying 2% of their GDP on defense. According to BDA, his stance has sparked a debate on the role of the United States in shouldering the financial burden of NATO. Absolutely right. Trump is 100% correct. Meanwhile, Laura Trump tears apart Nikki Haley as she guns to be the RNC co-chair. Get this, Laura Trump, daughter-in-law to President Trump, is running for co-chair of the RNC and gave some strong remarks in South Carolina today. During interviews, Laura was critical of Nikki Haley's decision to drop, not to drop out of the race that President Trump had won. Here's Benny Johnson tweeting, regime change. Laura Trump confirmed she plans to replace failed RNC chair Rona McDaniel live on air after President Trump endorses her. Well, that's significant news. Laura Trump, daughter-in-law of former President Trump, candidate for RNC co-chair, went off on presidential candidate Nikki Haley, blasting her vow to remain in the race no matter the outcome of Saturday's South Carolina primary. I mean, think about it. In an interview with Fox at a campaign stop in North Charleston on Wednesday, Trump, Laura, said Haley's stubbornness doesn't make a lot of sense. That donors were the ones obviously keeping her campaign alive. I mean, losing in South Carolina, that's got to be the strongest base of her support, given she was a former governor. Outrageous that she's staying in, but it's clear it's just as a form of the Democrat harassment, like encouraging Democrats to vote in the New Hampshire. Didn't do them a lot of good then. It's not going to do them a lot of good now. Meanwhile, Biden, who likes to buy voters, bribe them, has sent an email reminding $150,000 student loan borrowers he got them off the hook. That's the level of politics of Biden. Buy and sell votes. Meanwhile, RFK Jr. is doing his best to remain respectful while dealing with critics. Here's an interview with Howie Mandel, let's listen to a bit. Yeah, I lied. There were two official languages, Ukraine, they banned that. Violence immediately erupts and they kill 14, there's a civil war. It really, this war started in 2014. There's 14,000 ethnic Russians are killed. And, and Putin kept saying, you're killing our people. He's trying to get a peace agreement. They finally work out a peace agreement called the Minsk Accords. Germany signs onto it. France signs onto it. England signs onto it. And Russians sign onto it. Zelensky runs in 2019 as president. 
He runs he has one platform issue. He's a comedian and an actor, which I'm not Is there anything that. wrong with that? <laughs> oh, my wife is, is one of those. Okay, all right. So, but he never had any political experience. Right. And he wins with 70% of the vote. Why? Because he runs on a peace platform. I'm going to sign the Minsk Accords. As soon as he gets in there, Victoria Newland and the, and the you know, ultra-nationalists, which is a nice way of describing the, you know, the people who run that government now, um, tell him that he can't do it. He can't sign it. So he pivots. And then, um, and, and, uh, Putin then says, okay, Putin is now faced with this problem. The United States government is now running the government of Ukraine. And he is frightened to death that the U.S. Navy is going to go into Vladivostok, which is, you know, the southern port. It's been the Russian port. It's the only warm water port Russia has for 347 years. So he then goes right into Ukraine because he's got, I mean, into Crimea. And takes Crimea without firing a shot. Doesn't kill a single person. Because the people of Crimea are ethnic Russian and want him back. Want him in there. Donbass and Lugansk then votes 90 to to 10 to join Russia. Putin says, no, I don't want you. I want Ukraine to be a functioning state. But let's sign the Minsk Accords. And and they won't sign it. So then he he sends in... 40,000 troops. I'm almost done with this. (laughs) Let me say, I think what he was saying there was very sensible, but he's also been, uh, you know, very enthusiastic about Israel's right to defend itself. I'm very troubled about that. Meanwhile, would you believe 7.2 million illegals have entered under Biden? That's more than the population of 36 different states. Nearly 7.3 million migrants have illegally crossed the southern border under Biden's watch, a number greater than the population of 36 individual states. The figure comes from U.S. Customs and Border Protection, which has already reported 961,537 border encounters in the current fiscal year, which runs from October through September. If the current pace does not slow down, Fiscal year 2024 will break last year's record of 2,475,669 Southwest border encounters, a number that by itself exceeds a population of New Mexico, a border state. They're pretending there's no problem. They're claiming the border is secure. It's all a fraud. Meanwhile, there's a money machine behind progressive election efforts the left's equivalent of the Coke Network, Arabella Advisors, is a power-based distributor of mega-money mega to progressive PACs and Democrat campaigns. The firm is deeply involved with some of the most prominent financiers of progressive policies. Remember, those are the woke policies. Those have to do with uh, not only o- open borders, but, you know, teaching our kids all about sex, promoting gender change, all that, without parental knowledge or involvement, perverting the education system at the elementary level, quietly funneling money to progressive organization, political action committees, and a campaign of Democrat Party candidates. No surprise there. Meanwhile, Matt Tiabi reports... We have new information on the origins of Russiagate. Here we have a talk of Scott Horton with Matt Tiabi 
about a new series of articles he published on the origins of Russiagate. Specifically, he has been working with journalist Michael Schellenberger and Alec Guttentag to report on the role of Western intelligence agencies in spying on Trump's team and constructing the narrative that the former president was compromised by the Russian government. Discussed on the show, CIA had foreign allies spy on Trump's team, triggering the Russia collusion hoax. Our man in Cambridge, the press versus the president, spooked the Trump dossier, Black Cube, the rise of private spies. Why even Democrats should care about the crooked intelligence Russiagate scandal? Matt Tiabi doing a good job here. Meanwhile, we have reports from a substack by Sage, uh, Sage Hanna, H-A-N-A. And here he's talking about 9-11. They would have had footage from every possible direction. Terrorist hijackers allegedly flew a jet airliner into the Pentagon. And all we got were these five lousy frames. I used to have a video clip of Dr. Rima Lebo's hubby, General Albert Stubblebine, thundering. A plane does not fit in that hole. The pole, of course, was the Pentagon, where a jet airliner allegedly flew in, not that old saw, uh, proto-code Dr. Peter's handler at 400 miles an hour, skimming the lawn with zero zip, not a damage, pristine. And indeed, he's got it right. What he's saying here is completely correct. Strangely, we were not treated to loads of security camp footage of sent passenger jet airliner. What a world. And yet I still have elite educated big smarties getting big mad at boy for having the audacity to ask if everyone ever saw airline logos on any 9-11 plane footage ever with their own two eyes. And he shows the clips. And actually, he takes a clip from my interview with Jeremy Neal of germ warfare, uh, James Fetzer on the 9-11 cover-up, where I go on to explain there was one piece of debris on the lawn that actually came from a 757. It only showed up 45 minutes later. It was clearly planted there. That had come from a wreckage of a 757 in 1995 in the mountains near Cali, Colombia, which was salvaged by an Israeli crew, and you can tell it's planted. It's stripped from the side of a 757, but it's not crumpled like it would in a violent impact. It shows no signs of fire, and you remember all those fires, the, the fireball, which I believe today was fake, and not only that, but entwined in the wreckage a piece of vine not indigenous to the Arlington, Virginia area, Oh, which grows in abundance in the jungles in Colombia where the plane originally crashed. So I appreciate his tapping into my work on 9-11. Meanwhile, absurdly woke Google Gemini. This is an AI bot to, bot to answer questions, right? Roasted by Elon Musk and conservatives for spitting out diverse images of the founding father, popes, and more. Google has now apologized. But it's bizarre. If you look at what was going on here, they were turning everyone black. Here are supposed to be images of Vikings. And guess what? 
they're all black. Google issued what Fox Business described as an apology Wednesday for manually programming their AI Gemini to erase white people from Fox Business. Google apologizes after new Gemini AI refuses to show pictures achievements of white people. The latest version of Google's Gemini AI will frequently produce images of black, Native American, and Asian people when prompted, but refuses to do the same for whites. In a statement to Fox, Gemini experiences senior director of product management, Jack Kwasik, address the responses from the AI that's led social media to voice concern. We're working to approve these kinds of depictions immediately, he said. Gemini's AI image generation does generate a wide range of people. That's generally a good thing because people around the world would use it. But it's missing the mark here. That's the full extent of the apology. Clearly, this was not accidental. Meanwhile... A transvestite who butchered a cab driver smirks at the victim's family, claims victimhood after getting off the hook for murder. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. 
You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. A dozen other stories here. Pelosi posts vile false tweet about a teenager's death, blaming the GOP. Get schooled with facts. She thought this transgender who did receive a beating died from the beating, but the cause of death was independent. Dr. Phil Blast Medical Association for endorsing gender affirming care for children. He is spot on. Moderna's greatest immunological blunder. That's a little more complicated, but of course, Moderna was deeply involved, as was Pfizer. This is Peter McCullough. Many have asked me how Moderna, a dedicated mRNA company, could make such a bad product out of the gate as their first market entry. Much of the answer relates to a development blunder made by Moderna scientists dating back many years. Because MRA rapid design and implementation is so enthralling, companies like Moderna began to imagine any disease that could be modulated by harnessing human cells to produce a protein of interest. In their 2018 Security as an Exchange Commission K-10 filing, there's a figure that caught my attention. When we left to right, one can see the thought process of young molecular biologists with dreams of treating broad ranges of diseases and there's a chart here. There's more to it, but you can follow up as you like. Aldi used data to revelize their grocery store. They're getting rid of plastic bags. They've been able to figure out a way to, to rule them out, and it saves a staggering amount of plastic, which is virtually indestructible, as it turns out. We got a former CIA director sounding the alarm on EV plants because the Chinese are supposed to be developing them here in the United States, and he's suggesting they could be done for spying. But here's the one that's really disturbing from Natural News, not authored by Mike Adams, but by Lance Johnson. When the World Health Organization proclaimed a global health emergency of international concern on January 30th, 2020, the United States Department of Defense was already prepared to seize control over entire medical and court systems in the U.S. and abroad. In unison, government and public health officials became militant in their responses, shuttering and controlling the population movement, assembly, education, worship, free enterprise, etc. 
U.S. DOD conscripted pharmaceutical companies to carry out destructive medical experiments on the global population before a causative agent could be identified and isolated for the alleged global pandemic. Pharmaceutical companies, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, were already being conscripted by the DOD to mass-produce a genetic sequence for a new medical experiment that would be fraudulently carried out under the presence of vaccination, using manipulation, bribery, subjugation, coercion, and force. The DOD program militarily maximized population compliance with the experiment. The U.S. president at the time went along with the program, even bragged about it, but locked down, stay at home, bad stuff. We'll be back and we'll take your calls. Republicbroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, the, uh, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising, and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 